Hey everybody, this is Fish. This is Steve. Welcome to the Earspoon. Yeah. Here we are, once again, another Monday, and uh, only... Can't trust that day. They can't trust that, I've heard, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Oh, gee, oh, come Monday. Uh, is, uh, I'm just trying to, now all of a sudden I'm on a... Monday songs? Monday songs. Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, that's what, come it's Monday. It's a great song. Oh, it's a, a, a fabulous song. It's a great song from yeah. the parrot guy. From the parrot dude. You know. Eh, that guy. Cheeseburgers, stuff like that. <laughs> Cheeseburgers and, and Cats in the Cradle. No, no that was no, Gary no, Chapin. No, no. I know, I know. All right, welcome to the Earspoon, brought to you by Mocha Joe's Hooray. Coffee, found at mochajoes.com. Uh, the, uh, doing the socially responsible thing 24-7, and uh, we love them for it. All it's right, Just so, damn good coffee. It is. All right, so tomorrow... Uh, which is the day after today, if you're scoring at home, which is a Monday, uh, starts the Senate's version of the impeachment trials. Mm-hmm. All right, so let me let's get this thing straight here. So there have been three presidents impeached mm-hmm. and one bailed before he could be impeached. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, for the record, three of those presidents were Republicans. Oh, who okay. Knew? Uh, and uh, and one of them was a, was a Democrat. And um, he might as well have been a Republican. Uh, well, yeah, at the, but he was <laughs> he was te- he was batting uh, he was batting cleanup for Team Blue at that point in time. Yeah. Um, so they are all impeached. That, that that's forever, forever. That doesn't go away. Nope. Now, the, so the House impeaches, puts forth articles of impeachment. The Senate decides whether to remove them from office. Mm-hmm. The impeachment black mark. Re- remains always it doesn't go anywhere, and uh, then uh, but these things tend to fall on party lines. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, here we go. Uh, Abe Lincoln gets himself shot in the head, and then Johnson uh, comes in and he's the first guy who gets impeached. Is that how it went? Yeah, it was. I was thinking Jackson, but you're right. It is Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets impeached, and <clears throat> he does not get removed from office one vote nice one vote and he's he he remains the president can i just interject sure if i'm not mistaken if that's the same i get these conflated but that is the indian hating president andrew johnson who's donald trump's personal hero is it yeah um pretty sure all right, I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to get the internet involved in that conversation. If I'm gonna, <laughs> God forbid. Uh, all right. Um, so then, and then the next president to be uh, impeached uh, is is President Clinton. Yeah, skipping okay. Nixon. Since well, he yes, you're right. So he right. Nixon's um, understood that his transgressions were so great that he would have been probably the first president to be both impeached and, and removed. removed. Right. All right. And when we take a look at what he was doing with the obstructing versus what the current president has done, <laughs> I know. it's pretty mild. It's Very pretty, mild. Pretty tame shit. I think we'd all take Nixon over Trump. Oh, my God. Any old day. All right. So here we go. So there, everybody, um, I know a lot of people have forgotten in history that, that Nixon was indeed not impeached. Correct. All right. Uh, but getting back to these things, usually the votes always fall on party line. Mm-hmm. So at the time of impeachment, the opposite party is usually the one who impeaches. Mm-hmm. And then if the Senate isn't in line with the current party that is, you know, in the House, mm-hmm. then he they they don't they uh, don't vote to remove. Right. Okay. So. Further case in point, and and you may remember this, Nixon 
um, resigns. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gerald Ford is mm-hmm. then impo- Im- appointed, speaking to party lines, mm-hmm. and then decides to do that thing that presidents can do. Which is to obstruct justice by pardoning the criminal president? Well, just pardon. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I could have just said pardon. Yeah. Okay. Just pardon. Our, our, our national nightmare is over. Yeah. So, so nobody goes to jail. Very, very, very controversial. Actually, I correct that. People did go to jail. Yeah. People did. Not Nixon. Never yeah. the right people. No, he was soon on the television giving his opinion about things. Leave. Just like Henry frickin' war criminal well, uh, Kissinger. Yeah, yeah, him. Anyway. So, so so always falling at party lines. So I'm really curious to find out, after all the pomp and circumstance of everybody taking an oath of office, that they will follow justice to the letter of the law. Please. You know? Yeah. I mean, there are just no morals left. No. And we're normalizing that kind of weird. Yes, we are. So we know that Mitch McConnell has already already has a tenuous, if not a, 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 a hostile relationship with actuality and truth, mm-hmm. and who whether it's Merrick Garland or other machinations that he's been at the at the helm for, uh, as the head of the Senate, as the Senate Majority Leader, uh, here he is saying we're going to follow the lead of the White House Counsel. He's signing a document that says I will be a fair and impartial juror, mm-hmm. so to speak. Right, They're not really jurors, but. Um, and saying in every other circumstance, yeah, but fuck that. <laughs> you right. know? So then this is the level of justice we have. Now, I would make the argument that no witnesses, uh, a, a gag order ostensibly on the Senate chamber where there's to be no electronic devices, no reporting, no nothing, right. going to whiz that through as quickly as possible, 12-hour sessions so as to exhaust uh, the people, you know, the the officers, the impeachment officers, and let's also remember, and what it all comes down to for me is, this president and the people who support him are screaming with bulging veins in their foreheads that this man's getting railroaded. He doesn't get a chance to da da. How about some witnesses, people? What kind of innocent person behaves like this? Right. Who, who's the uh, who's the latest came out on Maddow? The um, oh, uh, Leave, yeah, yeah, that guy, Parnas, Parnas, yeah, yeah Leave Parnas. So yeah. I mean, this, you know, I, I, we just don't live in this world that just you know says that this is all actually happening, and here's right. here's proof, and we have Epstein and what. He's, he, he, what? Oh, wait. Oh. Well, we'll just look at the videotape and see what happened. Oh, yeah. That's that there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. But th- this is what I'm saying. So here we are normalizing this as an actual governmental procedure. And it's just not. It, it was. It's a mockery, I right. dare say, of justice. And we're going to watch this occur and be railroaded through however it goes on. There is a possibility that some uh, Republicans will sort of challenge their party and say, yes, it's reasonable to have witnesses. These are particularly uh, senators that are in trouble electorally, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. Susan Collins, Mitt Romney. Uh, but, uh, but then again, when when is this? So it's not so much, I mean, we can talk about impeachment till the cows come home, yeah. but as a nation... We keep reelecting this level of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And then we, yeah, and billions of dollars, literal billions of oh dollars spent on. God. And I would say this though too: we can, you know, easily and do and constantly have on this podcast harangue this imbecile of a president. But literally, sixty-three million people thought he would be a good idea, and I don't know what number that actually is at this point. It's still not that far from sixty-three million. And I would say, what I always like to do is do a thought exercise. Take all the variables, keep them the same, 
and switch it to President Hillary Clinton right. or President Barack Obama or President anybody Democrat and see how do you suppose conservatives and the Republican Party would respond in this moment where they're saying, like, we don't want witnesses. This is all a hoax. This is all they're trying right. to railroad me. Like, we're not, they would burn the White House to the ground. Right. And it just it becomes it becomes red team blue team yeah and that's all it is yeah so don't be fooled this is just and and I, it it's no different whether you're a Democrat or a Republican if your team um, is going to lose should witnesses be allowed you're going to do everything humanly possible to mm-hmm. obstruct that but i would say and there has been precedent certainly during the watergate years where republican senators are on record and you can read some of these quotations who said i've been a, you know many of which have said i've been a supporter of our president richard nixon from the beginning i cannot stand by this because they had principle right well there's that that's and gone what are we what the hell? i mean and i keep coming back to this what are we trying to save here? What the hell kind of country is this? And we're having an argument about whether three quarters of, of what's needed to stay alive is a reasonable thing, whether people who break their bodies or have illnesses should be able to live or die if they don't have a big enough bank account. We have lost the plot. Yeah. And it's never more clearer, never more clear than looking at what's going on in the so-called uh, uh, march of justice here, which is just a mockery. Yeah. No, I, and I don't, I don't disagree with you. And until we fix that problem, until we get to a point where we can just completely remove Republican and Democrat from the vernacular, mm-hmm. like it never existed, and just say, uh, I think Steve West uh, person would yeah. uh, represent my feelings. Unaffiliated. Unaffiliated, and he's just out there. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like his his views on health care, but I like that minimum wage thing and his women's right to choose thing that he's doing, and that's all right. good, and that's not attached to anything because the Republican and the Democrat words have been removed from the vernacular, and it's just somebody acting independently. And you cannot like that person independently. But if you do something... Do something against our Constitution, against our laws, yeah. and then it comes to a Senate. You will find that no, that's wrong. Right. I'm not. There's no protecting my party here. I am just protecting my country. I am protecting the way of life that we have grown accustomed to, and the way we need to move forward. And and so no, you don't get to do that. You're impeached and you're removed. Right. Well, I think the other either easy, easier way to do that than actually to erase Republican and Democrat is a big like, game of Jenga. <laughs> it's always that, isn't that what we're doing? Yeah, uh, tragically. Careful, careful. Yes. <laughs> but not that one. But why, if you look at most of the first world countries, how many have a two party system? How many have this duality that says, you know, red or blue, left or right, this or that? We have, you know, in Europe and many other countries, there are multiple parties representing multiple wishes and wants and kinds of people. Right. So, so I, as a progressive, and as you know, as I've established, I'm, you know, my politics go very far to the left. I am a leftist and not a liberal, and I think there's an important distinction. But my only option for the two party in the two party system is a Democratic Party, which I am disgusted by most of the time. But only one tenth as disgusted as I am by the Republican Party, which I would never consider, especially now. I've never voted. Republican. I never will 
as far as I'm concerned. I, if you align yourself with the Republican Party, I doubt your fundamental humanity at this well, point. Well, yeah, I mean, at least not this, uh, not, not what's presenting itself as the Republican Party now. No. Now, let's just back up the bus to uh, the Reagan days. Yeah. You know, oh, well, even we, then, disgusted yeah, then, now, too. Now, now, <laughs> now, but take take the Reagan Republican, yeah. move them to 2020, and you know what we're calling them? Uh, Democrats. And worse than that, in the Republican mindset, we're calling them uh, liberal, leftist Democrats. Because right. Ronald Reagan's immigrant policy, for example, <laughs> would horrify oh. t- today's GOP. Well, there you know, have been arguments uh, when he was uh, talking about building the wall all the time, and then the... the um, the, the the Reagan speech about immigration started right. to circulate around, yeah, right. and you know you could hear you could hear the right's heads popping. Yeah, exactly right. The great hero of the right. Right. I have nothing but bad things to say about Ronald Reagan overall. But you look at the. I have a, a photo meme, but it's you can look it up yourselves. But 1956 Republican platform, which is almost identical to the Democratic platform yeah. now. So this was the Republican Party far more to the left. Now, both parties have shifted right, no question. The Democratic Party that was the Bobby Kennedy Democrats in 1968 has, you know, and I say that just as, as one of many people because there were many ways you could be Democrat, but it was about workers' rights. It was about, you know, deeper commitment to the wellness of the whole. Republicans, in my view, have always been about money and about yep. self-interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but... All of the conversation has shifted right since 1980. That's why I think Ronald Reagan demarks the destruction of the country, ultimately. And I think we're now reaping those benefits. Ronald Reagan, through George Bush and Dick Cheney, through this current fiasco, is all part of the same equation. And here we are with nowhere left to go other than annihilation. Well, you know, I mean, it it is creeping that way day by day. It's just that what we are watching unfold... Like, are you like? I seriously, you should just you should just kind of transform yourself into a fl- a fly, sit on the wall of our that. living room while my wife watches <laughs> politics on TV, and literally, like, I I now know what it's like when I am watching the Giants play some lousy football. <laughs> And having somebody scream at the TV like that yeah. because it is maddening and none of it makes sense. Right. And it, and it won't stop until we decide that there are just no – that we have to get rid of this current political system that we're in. I agree with that. But here we are in a very divided culture, a very divided culture. And I would dare say this, and you've heard me say it here before. We're not talking about political differences anymore. We're talking about the ability to discern reality and facts. Mm -hmm. And so we can agree or disagree on what facts mean, but we're now debating whether or not math makes sense, science makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, stuff that we used to bank on, like you could say, no, it's science. Oh, then I can't argue with it. Yeah, I guess you got me there. So now all you have to do is check out fake news, and it's supposed to be like some sort of neutralizing effect. It's like, no, it's not fake news. Like if I put uh, in... If I pull something out of the New York Times, let's say, and say two plus two equals four, and you bring that to a conservative, and they'll go, "Well, that's fake news." Like, but it's but it's an equation. I mean, it's it's a yeah. fact. It may be reported by a newspaper you don't like, and I got plenty to say negative about the New York Times. But th- this is we're now this is the level we're debating on. So I'm saying that instead of having a, a discussion about political differences, we're talking about the inability of large swaths of humans to figure out what's actual based on information presented to them. That's deeply troubling. So the politics that that is born from that is even another layer of horrifying. Well, it's just this constant defense of this craziness 
this doubling down on the craziness as if as if it is defensible, as if uh, it's a virtue. Right. <laughs> it is just that. That's the level of scary I'm talking about. Right. So impeach, remove. He is impeached. Yeah. That's never going to change. Right. All right. Now he may opt to uh, hashtag that one away as well somehow. Right. Right. And right. then and then the 63 million people who voted for him will be continue to guzzle the punch while it stains the front of their shirt because it's spilling out of their gullets. It's pretty amazing, you know. So the, and that and we're just there's nothing you're going to do to to convince those people otherwise. And so now we've got a president who's been accused of an abuse of power, among other things. We've got his defense attorney saying abuse of power is not an impeachable offense. You know, let me say that again. The abuse <laughs> of power, the fundamental reason for impeachment is not an impeachable offense. Right. The fundamental thing built into the Constitution by people that were very prescient in their thinking, his defense attorney is saying, it's so Orwellian, up is down, black is white. So, And here we are at the point where the Senate has the power to, to remove 25% of the country is Republican. Yeah. 25%. And 51% of the Senate is Republican. And they're going to decide, despite all the mountain of evidence and the obvious nature of this discussion, they're going to decide that this, this horrifying man should not be removed from office. And they will all go down in history as... The same way the, the the good Germans went down in history, supporting one of the worst things that ever happened in this country. Yep. And here we are. There we go. But I'm going to like watching the the coverage of every minute of it. I you know again, mainstream media is pretty horrifying in many ways, and I include you know uh, sources like Washington Post, New York Times. It's amazing how duplicitous they can be and how they present things. But I'm going to be interested in watching how this conversation progresses. And if there are witnesses, I I would say all bets are off. Well, if they allow witnesses, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I, although, I, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm out of the prediction business. Yeah, I know. You know, <laughs> know, my dad. My dad. We had dinner with my dad the other night, and he said, "Let me ask you a serious question." I go, "Okay." Are the bad guys winning? Oh, that's a great question, John. You know, <laughs> that's a great question. So, what, uh, what did you answer? And I said, "You know what? Here's the thing. No, I don't think that they're winning. It appears that they're winning." You go to a restaurant, you have a great meal with great service, you leave your tip, you leave. Mm -hmm. And you think to yourself quietly on the ride home, that was a pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. You go to that same restaurant a week later, you have awful food and awful service, and you leave. And then the minute you get in your car, you're, you're on your hands free complaining about it. And then you call the next person and the next person. And then maybe you come home and you... Bur you bur and so mm. that's what we're doing right now. We're feeding, we're feeding our brains with the stuff that we want to talk about. Yeah. All right? That's, that's it. And that's what controls the headlines. That's what moves papers. That's what gets people to tune in. So when it seems like we are losing the battle, I would caution you to ad adopt that as the everyday norm. I appreciate that caution. All right. There's a good place to... We'll <laughs> stick a pin in it right there then. Yeah. All right. By the way, did you know I'm a body language expert? Did you? Did I mention that? No. Okay. You have, is that why you haven't moved in 20 minutes? That's exactly why. I don't want you to know anything that's going on for me. <laughs> no, I was making a, making a shot. I was just thinking mainstream media and, and bullshittery. Um, you, you, you didn't see this... Uh, 
Joy Reed, Joy Ann Reed, Joy whatever the hell her name is on MSNBC had a body language expert who's a grifter and a huckster uh, talking about how uh, the I conflict between not. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Oh yeah, 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 that was, was uh, something else. Oh, you can tell he hunched his shoulders. He's, I mean, dude's got like some scoliosis going on. I know. Like, he's, and hunched like, his shoulders. He's been hunching his shoulders since 1978. <laughs> and this woman is being dragged all over the internet because she's so full of shit. Oh. Like, oh, you're a body language expert. Where do you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell. He's, well, there is you know, a certain psychology. I understand there is, it. There is. I understand it, but it's, it's as subjective she doesn't as know anything. It. It's exactly but, right. <laughs> but there is a. There are people out there who can look at your body. I can look at somebody's body language, and depending on what the situation of is, course. and know that they're you know that they're standing or sitting. We do that, but but, here, but here, right, exactly. <laughs> I can tell by the way you're sitting that you're sitting. I can tell. Anyway, I don't mean to distract, but I'm just I was just making a joke. But I, I am looking forward to what goes on, even though I know as is a, uh, a close watcher of politics. I'll be grinding my teeth and swearing at, at the at the radio uh, the whole time. Uh, here we go. Yeah, no. All right. Onward and upward. I am Fish. And I'm Steve. And this has been the Year's Moon brought to you by Mocha Joe's. Check them out at mochajoes.com. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>